Good morning. Good morning. Waking with the Stop. word. the day in the word. Give yourself a shake and grab yourself a coffee. And a cup of tea. Waking, Waking with the word. Welcome to Waking with the Word. We are in the series Finding the Kingdom of Heaven After Easter and this is episode 13. There is a scripture in John 10 verse 28-29 that says, They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them to me is greater than all. Jesus spoke these words. Jesus spoke these words because the aim that Jesus came to earth for was to show what his father was like. Jesus did this through his words, his life, his actions, his death and his resurrection. As I've already said, each one of the characters we've spoken of learnt that God was bigger that God was greater, that God was not understandable, but God was so very close and loved us so incredibly much. Their focus, their understanding, their attitude, their comprehension, their thought life, all had to change. It had to change from I want it my way, or I think it should be this way, or I imagine God is saying, or I've been taught God is saying, to I want to hear what God is saying. There is a very big difference. One way relies upon your own thinking and what you've been taught in the past and what centuries of humans perhaps have passed down to you, and the other way seeks the one who makes the centuries and has been alive and present for all of the centuries. Instead of seeking the words of men from the centuries, we seek the voice of the one who made the centuries. Let me say that again. Instead of seeking the voice of men from the centuries, we seek the voice of the one who made the centuries. And one more time, Instead of seeking the voice of men from the century or through the centuries, we seek the voice of one who made the centuries. We know that he is greater than all. We know that God, our Father, gave us to Jesus, ordained that we should know him sent him to bring us back to a relationship with God by giving us the message of who God is, what he is like, what his intentions are and how we should think about him by showing us that not even death, not even death will separate us from the love of God that we find in Christ Jesus. We can trust him for none shall perish. Not one of us will be called useless. Not one of us will be plucked out of God's hand. Because he is greater than all. Jesus came that none should be useless, none should perish, but all 
should receive the life of God because God so loved the world. When we receive the life of God, we are living, abiding in him. Every day being his and him being ours. When we're in this place, no one can take us from it or take it from us. My mum has often said to me, I don't care what people say about me. I don't care the reputation I have. Because I know the one thing they can never take is my relationship with God and that is the most important thing in all of my life. I am going to add it is also the most beautiful thing in all of her life and all of mine. My mum has an incredible beauty. Her walk with God is so beautiful so incredibly beautiful and it makes her so incredibly wise. It doesn't matter what anyone else says about us. It doesn't matter what we have and what we don't have. It doesn't matter how we feel or how we do not feel. We have the voice of God. We have the presence of the Holy Spirit. We can seek what God is saying in each circumstance about us and about the circumstances. God had to become bigger and greater than themselves. John the Baptist said he must increase as I must decrease. We have so much about ourselves within us. We are what I call grounded. We look at the things of earth, we see the things of earth, we hear the things of earth, we react to the things of earth. But there is another person always ever present with me, God. There is the spiritual going on around me all the time. But we don't so much experience that now because when we ate the tree from the tree should I say of the fruit of good knowledge of good and evil we ate a choice to decide for ourselves what we discerned as good and what we discerned as evil because we ate this decision, because we touched it, as I said the other day, because we chose to be attached to what we thought was good and what we thought was evil, we cut off that natural and inherent ability that we were first created to have, to first of all, ask what God thought. Now we relied upon ourselves and our ability to judge good and evil, and as I've said, our ability to judge good and evil is never going to be good enough because I'm not good, but neither am I evil. I'm me. I'm created as Emily. Only God is good. Even Jesus said, only God is good. In fact, God is good. He is the epitome of good. He knows a standard of goodness that I could never attain to because all have fallen short of the glory of God. I'm not God. 
And when I ate that fruit, when I attached myself to that decision to discern for myself, and as the serpent said, to be like God, I died to a life lived with God, following God, only doing as God wanted, and even knowing what God wanted. You see, Jesus said that without me you can do nothing, but with me you can do all things. Without him I can do no spiritual good. I can do nothing good in his eyes. As in, never as good as he would have done it. Never as wise as he would have been. Never as powerful or as strong as he is. For he is God and I am not. But with him, the impossible becomes possible because he is the possible God. Let me say that again but with him the impossible becomes possible for he is the impossible god let me say that again but with him the impossible becomes possible for he is the impossible god and one more time but with him the impossible becomes possible for he is the impossible god they all had to learn to want him more to give time to him, to be determined to hear what he says, to wonder what he would want them to say before they ever said it. Cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. Why do we cast our care? For we know that he cares for you. Before I cast the care, the assurance is that he cares for you, for me. I know who he is. I know that he's greater. I know that his love is firm, that his love is stable, that his love is sure, that his love never leaves me, that not even death will separate me from it, that even if death comes, he will break the chains. He will smash the captivity. He will rise again in my life and bring me back to that relationship where I can hear his voice. For I am the apple of his eye. The Bible says, he that touches you, touches the apple of his eye. These people had to be absolutely certain of how incredibly God loves them. They had to understand something of the magnitude of God's power that is worked out because of God's love for them. Let me say that again. They had to understand the magnitude of God's power that is worked out because of God's love for them. And one more time, they had to understand the magnitude of God's power that is worked out because of God's love for them. God's grace comes because of God's love. God's power comes to me because of God's love for me. God's strength comes to me because of God's love for me. All I need comes to me in him, through him, 
because of him, because of God's love for me. He absolutely loves me and absolutely loved the characters that we have spoken about, the people that we have discussed. He loved them so much that he saw them, that he knew them, that he knew their need, that he wanted to show who God could be for them and how God could fulfill each of their needs simply by them realizing he is greater than all, but gave himself so that you and I and they will not be useless. None shall pluck us from his hands, but we had chosen in the beginning to go away ourselves, to go away from that intimate relationship with him where we walked and talked and lived out life, discussing it with him. We can still do that today. We can choose something different to what he would want for us. But God would always want to gather us like chicks underneath his wing. And Jesus looked over Jerusalem and said, I would gather you like chicks under my wing, but you, you will not. The Bible says, return to me and I will return to you. Abide in me and I will abide in you. We love God for he first loved us. Cast your care on the Lord, as I've said, for he cares for you. Fear not, for I am with you. But will we? Will we? There is no question in his love for you. There is no question in his love for me. There is no question in his love for Peter, for Mary, for the men on the Emmaus Road, for Mary, the mother of Jesus, nor for Thomas, nor for John. But as Jesus said to Peter, the question was, do you pay me? Do you love me, Peter? The Bible says, The beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him, and the Lord shall cover him all the day long, and he shall dwell between his shoulders. Between his shoulders. He will be carried on the back of his God. He will not need to be anxious, for God will keep him safe. God will cover him all day long in every circumstance. No matter what has happened, God has the answer. God will make a way. God loves you. You can trust him. You do not have to worry. Not ever. But will you order your steps as the Lord wants? And will you take time to listen if you don't know? Will you speak only the words he wants you to? Will you come back to that relationship that was first offered in the Garden of Eden, that was shown again in the life of Jesus, that was won for us in the power of God and the grace of God? He has promised, not even death will separate you. Death will not hold him. 
And he has sent the Comforter, the Consoler, the Holy Spirit to be all you need on the inside. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and the Lord delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. The Lord. Sometimes we get crushed and we fall and it may be because of other people, it may be because of us, it may be because of life. But the Lord upholdeth us with his hand. He will and he can reach down and lift us up. When Peter was on the sea, the sea became boisterous and he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, it says, immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said to him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? In other words, for what reason would you ever doubt that I loved you? For what reason would you ever doubt that I would leave you? For what reason would you ever think I was not with you? Is my arm too short to save, as it says in Isaiah in the Old Testament? No, Haggai says, even if a mother could forget the babe nursing at her breast, I could not forget you. The Bible teaches me in Deuteronomy 33 verse 27 that underneath me are the everlasting arms. Everlasting, never ending, never failing, never letting me go, never forgetting, never loosing me. Arms, arms of the living God. In Songs of Solomon 2 verse 6 it says his left hand is under my head and his right hand does embrace me. When I was taught to hold a baby when I was younger I was told make sure you hold the head and cradle the baby with the other arm. God cradles us. In the New Testament Jesus says if one of you does some evil to one of these little ones, it would be better for them to have a millstone put round their neck and be flung in the deepest sea than to meet with an angry God. The word little one can mean child, but it can also mean vulnerable one. One that is dependent upon you. One that is smaller in some way or maybe naive. We are God's little ones. He says to us we have to become his children to enter the kingdom of heaven. His children. We have to be in a relationship where we realise that he is greater than all. That he is bigger. That his thoughts are higher. That his ways are higher. That his ways are different. God of the impossible loves me with an impossible love came with an impossible message and showed me his power is impossible, his strength is impossible. His presence may seem impossible, 
but everything he is, is utterly available to me because he loves me, because I matter to him. And Peter mattered to him. When Jesus reached down and lifted him up, I've just said, he said, Oh, you of little faith, for what reason did you doubt? The disciples and the ladies that gathered at the foot of the cross and that walked with Jesus for those three years, the men who walked the Emmaus Road and many others, learnt through the experience they had with Jesus dying that God is big, that God is so big, that God's ways are higher than ours. They died the death for what they expected to happen never happened and when Jesus appeared nothing else mattered for they realised how great God was. They went into the upper room and they craved the Holy Spirit. Like a deer panteth for the water, so my soul longs after you, David said. And this was the now experience and feeling of those disciples. We want you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Oh, Father, come. Come and do it again, Lord. Come and fill us, Lord. Come and be with us, Lord. Their dependence upon themselves had turned into an utter thirst for God because they had died and yet they were beginning to live. They could not rely on themselves and yet they could be assured and certain of the love of God. None shall pluck us from his hand and there is no reason for us to doubt. He will not fail us no matter what we see of the boisterous sea or how we become afraid. His word is firm and absolutely sure. When we fail, we won't be utterly cast down. He holds us with his hand and he's got our head as well. Not one part of us does he drop or fail with. He doesn't hold us awkwardly. He holds us securely. Let me say it again, he does not hold us awkwardly. He holds us securely. And one more time, he does not hold us awkwardly. He holds us securely. And we can fully trust him, though he may not do it our way. And he may not do it in our time. And it may be different to what you think. Your God, your God, he is greater than all. Make him your God today. My prayer is that you and I will seek him and thirst for him like the disciples did. I will speak to you tomorrow with all of my love. God bless. If you would like to support our work, you can find details at info at comebacktogod.org.